This fall, Southern Delaware School of the Arts in Selbyville earned perhaps the highest honor a school in the United States can receive. SDSA was one of three schools in Delaware and 325 nationwide to be named a National Blue Ribbon School for 2021. It was the Indian River School District's 11th Blue Ribbon Award since 2001, but it was SDSA's first since the school's inception in 1998. SDSA is a magnet school whose mission is to facilitate student learning and achievement through the arts. But more on that later. Recently, I had the pleasure of sitting down with SDSA Principal Travis Bauer, third grade teacher Mary Litchfield, and vocal teacher Mary Caligari to talk about their school and what the Blue Ribbon Award means to them. We'll hear from them right after the break. I'm Dave Mall, and this is the IRSD Spotlight. Travis, what does the uh, Blue Ribbon Award mean to SDSA? Uh, it's a culmination of the hard work of a lot of staff members and community members that have really made SDSA such a great school. Over the 23 years of SDSA's existence, I mean, we've all really pushed to make sure that the arts were prominent in our students' uh, lives and in all of their educational experiences. So to, to be recognized as a Blue Ribbon School for those efforts is really quite rewarding and also humbling to realize that it has come a long way. It is very well deserved for the staff and students and community members overall. So we're really excited about it. And, you know, we're, we're proud to be recognized as the newest Blue Ribbon School in the, in the state. Now, on November 5th, you went over to Washington, D.C. and attended a special ceremony that I believe honored all the Blue Ribbon schools in the country. Uh, tell us about that. It was quite an experience because um, you got to see just how the other schools in the nation focused on surviving the pandemic and, and still pushing for excellence despite all the challenges that we may have had. And the one thing that was really rejuvenating was seeing the different strategies they've used and the importance of having a community approach to the success of the school, whether it's the staff community, the, the parent community, just everybody really pitching in to, to make sure all the students were successful. So it was kind of reaffirmed a lot of what we've done to, to, to get to where we are. Yeah, we'll ask Mary Litchfield that same question, Mary. You were you actually got to attend that ceremony also. How tell us about your experience over there? Yes, that it was um, a very exciting experience. Um, it was a privilege and an honor, honor to represent our school and all of the teachers that have taught here at SDSA. Being around the energy that you could feel the people, all of the administrators and teachers that represented their building, it was um, something I've never experienced before. Uh, just the, all of the positive energy, everyone there celebrating their school. And I just felt like it was well-deserved for SDSA to get a blue ribbon at this time because of the wor hard work and really staying focused on our mission, which is learning through the arts and focusing on the arts. So I thought it was a great experience and I was really humbled that I was, be able, to, was able to go. I'm going to ask all three of you now a very open-ended question and I'll start with Travis. Um, what makes SDSA so special? I think it's the importance and the drive that we have to really focus on 
using the arts through our instruction. I mean, I, I quip a lot that when you walk down the hallway, especially in the arts hallway, you are just engulfed with the overall importance of arts and education. And that's something that our teachers have recognized and, and they embrace and they integrate into their instruction. And it's not just something that you see in the arts hallway. You see it in the classrooms as well as you're going upstairs or, you know, how they really tie together their lessons between the, the, the homeroom classes and the core instruction and the arts classes. I mean, uh, I just was talking to some of the team earlier in the week and they were talking about how they were using, I can never say the word correct, but um, mandalas to tie into geometric shapes and, and calculations that way. And that's the kind of lesson that really focuses on tying into the arts enhanced and integrated activities. And that's what makes us, I think, stand apart from some of the other schools that have also been recognized. Well, we'll ask Mary Caligari the same question. What makes SDSA so special in your opinion, Mary? I agree. I think I, I want to, you know, kind of add on to, to what was said because it's, it's really the ability to use the arts as a way to learn and draw connections to the, the material, to the academic material. And there's a lot of times where I'll be doing a lesson that's related to music and a student will say, oh, we just talked about this in my English class. And I'll say, yes, you did, because it all is connected. You know, the arts and the core subjects, they all um, interconnect. And it's just a great thing when they can start drawing those connections. It's a higher order of thinking. And not only that, I also feel like, you know, this is a place where kids can be kids. They're playful. They use their imaginations. They are you know, that uniqueness is celebrated here. And I just, it feels very welcoming to all who attend here. Mary Litchfield, what, what in your opinion makes SDSA so special? In my opinion, I think it's the students that come here and they embrace the arts. I mean, they're just amazing human beings and the staff taking them under their wing and just helping them to celebrate the arts. Um, they tap into what they probably wouldn't have done if they went somewhere else. You know, they can tap into their creative side and then they use that creative side and it enriches their learning in the academics. So just the students, the staff, uh, we're like a family. We work together as a team. And like Mary said, we're, everything's connected. And it just, it's a good thing to see with the students um, thriving and using learning as a whole child instead of departmentalizing instruction. Travis, let me go back to you for a minute. Yeah, the, the mission of SDSA is to, and I'm reading this from like your mission statement, um, to facilitate student learning and achievement through the arts. So can you talk a little bit about, about not only that, but about what types of arts programs are offered at SDSA? Because I don't think a lot of people realize just how vast the arts offerings are at your school. Our special classes, we offer a lot of the, the main focus of um, drama, dance, visual arts, vocal music, and instrumental music. So those are pretty much the, the main ones that we offer to all of our students. But we also try to branch out and, and incorporate other aspects of the art realms as well. So like if we're doing a production for dance, for example, not only are we going to have the dance team working with them, but we're also going to have a group of students that are working on set design and on the audiovisual piece for it as well, and trying to make sure that we're tying those into the productions as well. So it's not just we're covering the, the core areas in the arts realm, but we're trying to expand to what, what I sometimes call the fringe arts because they're on the outliers, um, but they are included. And 
one of the things that we even found success last year, um, dealing with a way to allow students to, to work through opening up a little bit through social emotional learning was actually having a group of students that were working on a knitting project um, to make hats and, and scarves. And just having that ability to give them time to um, work on making those hats using looms gave them a, a time to reflect and, and to compose their thoughts and, and start expressing that a lot of what they were dealing with with um, going on with the pandemic was what others were dealing with too. So it really opened up for them. But you know, we, we try to include as many different kinds of the arts as we can because there are many different art forms that students enjoy and could pursue. And, and we're always looking to expand our options and, and horizons. And just to be clear about something too, in addition to the arts offerings, you guys do the academic, the full academic curriculum as well, correct? Absolutely. Um, we offer all the same courses that the district does as far as um, in elementary, we use the same curriculum of uh, benchmark and um, bridges. Uh, middle school, we're along the same lines of pushing the springboard, Carnegie Learning. So it's all the same curriculum. We just take it to the next level and, and we enhance it with arts to, to, as Mary said, reach the whole child. Well, with the Blue Ribbon Award, SDSA was cited as an exemplary high-performing school, which recognizes a pattern of continued excellence over a, you know, an extended period of time. To you, does that make the honor a little more special when it's about continued excellence over years and years and years? I, I absolutely think that it's, it makes it more special and rewarding because, as Mary said, it's a continued effort. And it's not just a group of like staff members and students that are here. It's been our entire existence. It's who we are and it's ingrained in everything that we do is that we have that high level of expectations for our students and staff and they rise to it. And it, what really makes it effective for all of us is that we don't just say, here's the level, but we also help to get the students there, no matter where they're coming from or where they start at our school. So the fact that we've been able to consider or continue it as long as we have is really what is worthy of recognition. Uh, Travis, you followed in the footsteps of some tremendous principals at the school. Um, Tim Fannin, who was the first principal of SDSA, the late Lorianne White, Neil Bayan. Does this honor feel like the culmination not only of, of your work at the school, but maybe theirs too? Absolutely. When I first arrived at SDSA, uh, it was our 20th year, and I actually had reached out to Tim Fannin to kind of see how things used to be when the school started and kind of have him join in the celebration for the 20 year festivities. And he, he was unable to attend, but the conversations that I had with him and to see where the school's vision was originally going and to try to work towards getting, you know, expanding on that was rewarding. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have the, the pleasure of working with Lorianne, but Neil Ban and I, we go back and forth all the time. Um, he, he was a mentor of mine early on in my administrative career. So it just, it kind of feels like I've come full circle to, to join their ranks and, and humbled to see and to get to work at a building that they've all built to, to build, become what it is. So it, it's great to continue on with that legacy. I, I also noticed that whenever I post something on the district Facebook page, a lot of times Neil Bayan is the first person to comment on it. So I've always thought that was funny. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Mary Litchfield, I want to kick it over to you and kind of continue that thought because you've been a teacher at SDSA since the school came into existence in 1998. So in that regard, what does the, the Blue Ribbon Award mean to you as a staff member at SDSA? It recognizes all of the work that the staff members here have done from the beginning, um, not just the ones that are here currently, but 
all of the arts teachers that we've had and contributed to this mission, all of the academic teachers that have been here. We have all worked as a team and we just continue to stay focused on our mission and to bring the children through here and develop their love for the arts. So this just really tops it off and makes it real. This is, yes, we're doing a good thing here. This is a great place to be. This is a great school. So how, how has your job changed in the last 23 years? There's a lot of changes in education in 23 years. As a, it evolves because you have new people coming in and people leaving, retiring. And so that kind of evolves when you have new people coming in and out. And it was kind of cool to see new arts teachers come in because they came in with different perspectives. So that was interesting. And that helps the school move in a direction. Also, education's changed, new curriculums. The biggest one is technology, having new technology and having kids, all kids put their hands on technology just is amazing that we can develop those skills with students. Mary, what was it like when, when the school was first established under Principal Tim Fannin? What was, what was it like those first year, year or two? It was interesting. Um, we were all excited about coming here. We all had an interest in the arts. So most of us came with an arts background. Either you loved doing the arts or you had some talent in the arts or you wouldn't have been here. So I brought my talent with me and I was able to um, work as a third grade teacher and dance teacher at the beginning. And um, we all worked together to see, we were like, what's going on? How do we make this work? I was like, okay, I'm going to teach dance to boys and girls, <laughs> you know? So they didn't do that in like regular dance studio settings. Then, you know, we just worked our way through it and um, it evolved. It was a relatively new concept back then, the, the concept of a, you know, a public art school like this. So I guess, were there, were there any special challenges that presented themselves early on with, with that concept, not only with having the arts curriculum, but also the, you know, the academic curriculum, anything that sticks out in your mind that was like kind of challenging back in those early days? I think we were just trying to establish what we were about, you know, like how are we going to present our mission? Like, what were the students going to do? Were we going to do performances? Um, how are we going to integrate the arts? So most of it was trying to figure out how this program would work. And with the many minds of the teachers who had arts backgrounds, we were able to develop the program for all students. It was challenging because wearing two hats, going from the classroom to the arts room, and then working with different grade levels. And I wasn't the only one that was doing that. There were quite a few teachers doing that. We even had um, our nurse teaching dance. So she was teaching, I think, fifth and fifth, sixth, seventh and eighth grade dance. So we had quite a variety of um, people wearing many multiple hats. Uh, but we were here with a mission and we worked through that and it evolved. Did you ever envision being at SDSA this long? Every minute. <laughs> and I, um, it was challenging at times when the school started. I had young children and, you know, that balance, you have to figure that balance out. And every stage of life, there's new challenges. So you just work through it. And um, there hasn't, I have no regrets being here for as long as I've been here. And I've enjoyed every minute of it. Yeah. I'd say it's worked out well then. Um, I want to uh, kick it over to Mary Caligari for a minute. Uh, Mary, just on a personal level, 
what did the Blue Ribbon Blue Ribbon Award mean to you as an SDSA teacher? I mean, I, I think it's it's the same as, as what others have said as well. It's just, it's the recognition for something that we already know. We know that our school is fantastic. We love this school. We know that our students work really hard and do very well and achieve, you know, high marks and especially statewide when you're looking at, you know, test scores and, um, but even beyond that, they're just very high achieving on so many ends. And it's just the, the recognition of it, something that we already knew, but it's now a national recognition. Well, Mary, you have a special connection to SDSA. Uh, because yes. your father, your father, Jim DeBastiani, was a drama teacher at the school for many years. And he was the Indian River School District's teacher of the year in 05, 06. That's right. Um, yes. So what is it like to be teaching at the same school where your dad was, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm not ashamed to say it, he was a legend around here. Yeah. What's that been like? <laughs> it's, a, it's really great, actually. I love it. And I, you know, I remember when he got the position and I was so jealous. I was actually jealous because I was in high school and I was upset that I didn't get a chance to be a student here. And then I thought, wow, I want to have that job. And so I think, you know, I always had in my mind that this was where I wanted to be since the school opened. And I, you know, it took a little while to get here. I, my, my life kind of took a, a separate career track for a little while, but I came back, you know, I was living in New York for a while and I decided to move back to Delaware. And crazy enough, I actually, when I was looking to buy a home, I looked for a home close to this school with the hopes that I would end up here. And so luckily, <laughs> luckily that worked in my favor. Um, but yeah, I, it's great. You know, I walk down the hall and I see his picture on the wall. It makes me feel proud. And I, I love that, you know, we're keeping the legacy alive in the family. I really, I really did enjoy working with your dad back in the day. Um, talk a little bit about your role as a vocal teacher at the school. Sure. You know, being a vocal teacher, I, music has always been a very big passion of mine. You know, I was, I was an Indian River School District student. I was a Golden Knight marching band member and I performed in the musicals and my friends and I actually formed a singing group when I was in high school, including Tim Fannin, Fannin's senior son and I formed that group when we were in high school. So now that I get a chance to, you know, I sing and I dance and I get to play all day. And I mean, who wouldn't like going to work? On top of that, you know, when you teach music, you're teaching all subjects. I teach everything, really. I'm not just teaching music. I'm not just teaching good, you know, vocal techniques. Music is all the subjects. It's math. It's history. It's lyrical imagery. It's foreign language. It's world culture. It's social emotional learning. Like I, I really get to explore everything with the students and I love that. Well, we were talking about something interesting off the air before we started recording, and you teach all grade levels at, yes. at SDSA. That's K through eight. Right. And that presents some special challenges at times, doesn't it? Sure. Yeah. I, I was saying, you know, I feel like I have to kind of change my teacher hat as the day goes on. I start the morning with middle school, so I have a certain kind of middle school teacher persona. <laughs> And then I shift immediately into kindergarten, which is a very big change. <laughs> um, and then, you know, some other grade levels follow, whether it's, you know, second grade, fourth grade. So, yeah, you know, and, and each grade level has, you know, very different qualities. And it's, it's kind of fun to 
shift my approach as the day goes on. You also, I understand that you also place like a strong emphasis on social and emotional learning for your students. Can you talk just a little bit about that? Sure. I would, um, as I said earlier, I, I kind of took a different career approach in the past. I was a creative arts therapist prior to um, returning to teaching. And so it's basically, I would use the arts as a form of psychotherapy. So, and I, you know, I was licensed and I guess still I'm licensed um, in New York. And so when I'm in a classroom, I, I have humans in front of me who have feelings and emotions and music brings that out in people. Music really um, can make people feel certain ways. And so when that happens, I allow space for it. Now, I'm not engaging in therapy. That's not my role here. But we all, I do allow the space for the students to share their feelings and to kind of connect with one, an, uh, with one another on a different level emotionally. Especially with my middle school, when you're singing in a choir, you have to work as a team. You have to work collaboratively and you have to feel safe enough to do that. And so I definitely try to create that kind of a space in my room to help them grow together, not only as singers, but as people. It it sounds like that that working at the school seems like a perfect fit for you. So do you do you feel fortunate to work in such a unique setting like this um, that that's a little bit a little bit different from your traditional public school? I mean, do you feel fortunate to be able to be in that situation? Absolutely. This is this is home. This is where I want to call home for a long time, as long as I'm allowed to. <laughs> and yeah, I it's I, I do feel fortunate. You know, we had an experience. We were preparing for our instrumental concert this past week and the band was on the stage practicing during lunch. And out of, you know, all of a sudden, all the students start keeping the beat with the band or singing jingle bells while they're having their lunch and having fun. And it was such a beautiful art school moment. You know, I felt so happy to watch them enjoy the music that was being played and just have fun while they were having their lunch. And it's unique. That doesn't happen. That's like a a movie moment where the kids all just simultaneously start keeping beats. So yeah, I do feel privileged to be a part of that. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing. It sounds like something out of a TV show or something. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I want to throw it back to Travis real quick before we, we wrap up anything. Um, Travis, is there anything, is there anything else you want to share about the school or any events upcoming that you want to, that you want to promote or anything before we uh, wrap it up? Yeah. Um, if I could kind of piggyback off of what Mary was just saying about those organic moments of being the art school. Um, one of the coolest things, and I want to give her a shout out for last year. Um, one of the coolest things that I saw, which was a great way to kind of say, Hey, we're, we're back. We're pushing through all, all the difficult times from the pandemic was um, when she had her third, fourth and fifth grade students all signing um, a song together in the cafeteria, we were doing a full performance and just capturing that moment and the full embracing of diversity and the arts through having them do that really made everything we do worth it and everything that we've gone through um, to get to that point. So I want to make sure that Mary gets recognized for that because that was one of my favorite memories of all of last year. Um, and then as far as things coming up um, here at this school, um, we actually just held our first rock concert last night, um, which was really cool. So that was December 1st. Um, but coming up, we have a vocal concert and a dance performance. And what's the third one I've got on there? Help me out on that one. That's all that we're going to have for December and then the drama productions in January. Yeah. 
So we're looking to have a few more events. We're going to push them out on, on Facebook, but our intent is to bring the community back into the school um, throughout the remainder of the year. One of the things that Mary Litchfield and I were talking about too was kind of putting together a fine arts day where we can kind of like bring in artists to work with our students to bring the community back in. So look for those things in store as we move forward throughout the, the winter and spring months. But, you know, SDSA, we're, we're excited to be here and to, to really do what's best for all of our students and, and, you know, make the rest of the year awesome as it has been getting into it up to this point. So, well, I've had the opportunity to see some of your productions and concerts and I have to say they're, they're all tremendous. So I encourage the community to come out come out and see them uh, when the time comes, because it, it really is worth it. Your kids do a tremendous job. So anyway, I want to thank you guys for joining me, Travis. Thank you. I really appreciate the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. And really, Mary and Mary deserve a lot of the credit. I mean, they're two of the many staff members that got us here. So really thank them for their time because they go above and beyond every day. Yeah, Mary Litchfield, thank you very much for sharing your experiences uh, over the over the years here. Thank you. Yeah. And Mary Caligari, thank you. Uh, thanks for, you know, talking about your job and, you know, being a good sport about us talking about your dad and everything. So. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> I want to thank Travis Bauer, Mary Litchfield, and Mary Caligari for taking time out of their busy schedules to talk about their school and the prestigious Blue Ribbon Award. Congratulations to everyone at SDSA on this tremendous honor. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and several other podcast platforms and mobile apps. Episodes and bonus content can also be accessed by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. To search for episodes on Facebook, Use the hashtags IRSD Podcast and IRSD Spotlight. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District.